This is a story about a girl named Molly Goes around off the trolley Drinks cider and a dolly She can't get over you There's nothing that she will do Now she's off sipping glue Alright, we're back with another Little Geek Lost podcast I sound like a crazy announcer Welcome back! <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Sinai, Little Geek Lost. I got Catherine with me again. Say hi, Catherine. Hello. <laughs> um, we're doing another fantastic pod because I know you guys enjoyed the last one so much. Um, it sounded sarcastic, but it didn't mean to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everything you say sounds sarcastic. I don't even know if anyone ever listens to my pods. I wonder if like people actually do or if it's just me listening to them myself. <laughs> or the four or five the people. Cut? Yeah, the four or five people <laughs> listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> like the four or five people who visit my website every month. <laughs> <laughs> so, this one is going to be verses. Um, a while ago, I made a list of like just random versus things that I thought would be funny to talk about. <laughs> so we're going to talk about versus different things. Um, so the first one is hippies versus hipsters. <laughs> because they sound the same, but they're not the same. They're not the same, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, the the thing that sort of, I think, both sums it up and mocks it at the same time best is Portlandia. Because <laughs> it makes fun of every different kind of hippie and hipster culture, mm-hmm. like, in the world. It's so funny. I mean, there's <laughs> there's so many subculture references yeah. in that show that it unbelievable like it's just unbelievably hilarious anyway I, I think that it's funny that nerds in the 80s and 90s are hipsters now like they mm-hmm. would show a picture of urkel and how like with his suspenders and his glasses and stuff and that's totally what hipster would wear now like, and it's, uh, it's just so funny to me that that's what they are <laughs> and converse chucks yeah i don't know how those were ever considered nerdy but and then like how totally in the 90s there was like the whole hippie resurgence too and clothing like the bell sleeves and the bell bottoms and everything i totally like had that awesome bell sleeve shirt that i got from susie's here in the mall huge bell sleeves loved it and it's just like it was so funny that there was like a big 70s clothing revival then with people dressing like hippies again i'm really sad that that's happening right now <laughs> you don't look good acid wash never look good no it doesn't look good on anybody tapered pants are awful they look bad on everybody yeah don't get me started on skinny jeans, which to me are just more like tapered pants for look good in tapered pants. Maybe we'll see uh, spandex bike shorts come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what leggings are. They're just like long, ugly <laughs> yeah. spandex shorts. There's this girl at my job, and she thinks that leggings are pants, so she wears like leggings with like long sweaters every day. And I'm like, you need to I buy pants. I work with so many women who wear leggings as pants with short shirts. It's Ugh. like nobody wants to look at your crotch. No. Leggings, nobody. Leggings aren't pants. They are not pants. <laughs> it's like, wear some, wear some fucking clothing, man. I'm yeah. just sorry, like, wear some fucking clothes. Because <laughs> I don't want to look at your fucking camel toe. Who do you think looks better, hippies or hipsters? I say hipsters. I say hipsters, too. I'd rather look at hipsters than hippies. Hippies are dirty looking. Even if they're not dirty, if you're like, you know, I only use soap once a month, but I bathe every day. You look dirty. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's great that you're fucking earth-friendly, but you're not nose-friendly, man. No. You're not. You look like you smell. And you look like you are not nose-friendly. <laughs> nope. No good. There's, like, natural soaps and stuff. Like, you really don't have an excuse. Natural deodorant, natural shampoo, natural... Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. essential oils. I'd rather smell anything yeah. like dirty hippie. Yeah. And I'd rather look at anything but dirty hippie. <laughs> it's like 
That's great. Like, I love your principles. Kudos, man. You're fucking saving the planet, but you smell. Or, like, when people have dreads that look like they're about three years old. I can only imagine oh. how fucking awful they smell. Can you imagine the kind of bacteria that's probably growing in those awful things? Yeah. Oh. And then you, like, pry them oh. apart. Like, do they just shave their head when they're done? <laughs> because how they do you even to. salvage that? You can't salvage it. It's gone. Your hair's done after that. Like, that's just nasty. Um, but I think I like, I think I like that there are elements of hippie mm-hmm. culture in hipster culture. You know, sort of natural fibers. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they've, they've made stuff so much more stylish. I mean, <laughs> I ached to wear some of the fashion that's out now when I was a kid. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, I like that, for sure. Um, I don't like the... <laughs> yeah, I think it's really funny when, um... I, I think it's a sort of, you know, hipster culture that gets right in your face about all these stupid idealisms yeah. that become completely exhausting. It's like, who gives a fuck, man? Like, yeah. if you do it most of the time, that's you live your life, that's cool. But don't be all religious about your hipster bullshit and fucking give me <laughs> shit for eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, maybe you shouldn't worry about other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's like religion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> worry about yourself. Um, yeah, anyway, that, that's my story. <laughs> Dirty That's my hippies. opinion. Dirty hippies. <laughs> and we live, well, I mean, <laughs> we live in different areas of town in our hometown, and I live, live in what with the be, hipsters. I live in the, the the part of town that would be largely considered, you know, you know, the dirty part of town because of all the hippies and hipsters. And hipsters, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always like <laughs> taking pictures or asking Mandy, like, look at my Birkenstocks, my hipster. Jacket. I feel like I can play hipster because I'm wearing flannel. Like, I feel like I should move to Portland. Your flannel with your Birkenstocks <laughs> and my dark colored jeans and your ironic glasses. <laughs> I don't own ironic glasses yet. I know. But I definitely get a dark color jeans when I roll up with my Birkenstocks. <laughs> so I can go to the farmer's market and buy, you know, yeah. locally made cheese. Like fair trade coffee. Or fair beans, trade coffee. Bean bean or whatever it is. <laughs> fair trade organic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other part. Yeah. <laughs> commenting about local, local food and beverage culture. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's move on to the next one. Tom Selleck versus Burt Reynolds. Tom Selleck all the way. But it always, when it comes to a man versus a man, it always boils down to who would I rather fuck? Who is and less I would rather, hairy? <laughs> regardless of hair, because some men are. Tom you know, Selleck's mustache versus Burt Reynolds' mustache. Um, definitely Tom Selleck, because I think he's more handsome. He's more sexy. You take a Tom Selleck mustache, right? Yeah, who wouldn't take a Tom Selleck mustache, right? <laughs> I have to find the picture of Burt Reynolds. Do not. I do not want to see that. The, what, it was like the Playgirl or whatever from the 70s. It was like half of it. It's like awful, man. Don't show me that shit. I'm going to wake up vomiting in the middle of the night. You need the full picture because you can like almost see his junk in it. And it's... I know. You said it to me. I almost died. So I opened it at school one day. Stop showing me that. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. I don't understand why he's so hairy. Some dudes are, man. Yeah. Burr. All right, you're going to have to take the next one, because that's not something I can necessarily speak to. <laughs> so the next one is nerds versus geeks, but really it's, at this point, it's kind of crossed over, and it's the same thing. I think that, like, well, I've tried to define it before in my book and online and talk to other people about it, and the way I kind of, in my head, define nerds versus geeks are nerds is more academics and, like, science and math and computers and that end of it, whereas geek is more, like, video games and comic books and you know, like, fandom movies like Doctor Who and, and those kind of ones. And that's kind of how 
I separate them in my mind, but really at this point, nerds and geeks are basically the same and interchangeable at this point in society where we are now. It's so mainstream. I mean, you look at the top selling movies are Marvel movies, comic book movies. Like, it's kind of But they're so well produced, too, at the end of the day. I mean, you know, somebody's never sat down and read a comic book, but walked in and watched a Marvel movie would be totally enthralled by it because they're yeah. so well made. The act, the quality, the acting, the quality, the special effects, the quality of everything. It's so well done yeah. now. Um, and I think that's probably why in the past people sort of scoffed at it, but now, yeah, you know, they've made, it, they've made it relatable for a whole new generation of people. It's kind of like, you know, the people who are um, emphatically anti this, you know, Star Trek reboot mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but I think it makes it relatable as a yeah. culture to a whole new generation of kids. Same oh, thing yeah. with Star I mean, you know, anything that's sort of yeah. become a remake for those reasons, you know, it makes it relatable to a completely different generation. And then I think those people would then say, well, where, where did it come from? Yeah. You go know, back to the original. Go back to the original or, you know, start diving into some, you know, alternate universes of comic books and that sort of well, stuff, right? I think that that too, with the Marvel movies, that kind of inspires people is then they're going to go and look at the comic book. They're like, oh, let's see what Guardians of the Galaxy is really about or the yeah. Avengers, you know, and start looking them up and getting into comics because of them. But it's just so crazy that that's like the top selling movies right now are comic book movies, you know, even though they, they are action and they are comedy and everything, they are comic book movies and that like nerd and geek culture is mainstream now and i think um actually after having sort of um you know researched or whatever um where comic-con started Mm -hmm. you know how it started like a you know motel room and it's turned into now this like multi-billion dollar industry yeah i think that's that's it right it's safe space for people who like things that aren't necessarily or weren't Mm -hmm. at one time considered mainstream and it becomes such a big subculture that eventually yeah. becomes its own culture. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what happened, what's happened. And well, it's the same with World of Warcraft, because everyone, like, even when I first started playing, I was like, oh, ha, ha, you play World of Warcraft, you play WoW, make fun of you. That's why, like, to buy tickets to go to BlizzCon, their convention that the Blizzard runs, it's, like, literally 30 seconds tickets sell out. Like, there's, I think, 15 million subscribers for just World of Warcraft, never mind their other Blizzard games. They have, like, four or five other games. So it's turned into, like, a huge, big mainstream thing. And I think that even with video games. I mean, people don't think video games is geeky, but video games totally are. I mean, Atari, Nintendo back in the day, Mm -hmm. that was geeky. It was geeks that played them. And now it's mainstream. Everyone plays video games. Even if you don't have, like, a console or play on a computer, the majority of people play something on their phone. I know. Well, I know I do. I'm so yeah. out of Tetris. And, yeah, like everyone um, plays this ridiculous game called Colorball. But or um, Angry Birds or Bejeweled or whatever. Like, well, and I think everyone now plays something. It's funny to me too that you know, sort of as a an offshoot to that, now you start seeing you know comedies and movies mm-hmm. and the sort of fantasy job in the world yeah. is being like a game programmer, being yeah. a game creator, that kind of stuff. Because there, it's so lucrative. There's so much money in it. Yeah. It's such a big thing. There's so much competition out there. You know, I mean, there's so many things that are untapped, really, mm-hmm. still at this point, that uh, oh, yeah. the graphics have come so so far. I mean, yeah. even just as an artist to watch, you know, the the trailers for some of these games, oh, yeah. it blows my mind, you know? Yeah. Like, look at where we were when we were kids, you know, yeah. 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And how far the technology has come. 8-bit Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, like, 3D realistic, you know, crazy know. graphics. Nerds versus geeks. Yeah. Comics versus cartoons, <laughs> which I guess could really be comics versus anime too. But then you have like 
manga and anime and how they kind of fall. Manga versus anime <laughs> comics. <laughs> yeah. Manga versus anime is comics versus cartoons, essentially. But I think, like, again, as things becoming more mainstream, anime has become a lot more mainstream and a lot more accessible for people. Um, and even comics, too, like, so much more what? people are getting into comics. And the funny thing is, I think, at least in Canada, um, sta- you know, uh, networks or stations mm-hmm. like YTV yeah. were, were largely responsible for that because I'm sure they didn't have a ton of money for overnight programming because what, yeah. what children are up at that time. Yeah. So there was actually, like, Aeon Flux and there was all kinds of stuff throughout the night that were... Reboot. All different kinds of stuff yeah. that... <laughs> Would never be programmed during the day, yeah. but we had complete access to because they just needed filler, and I'm sure at that time, yeah. before it became as mainstream as it is, there wasn't, you know, I'm sure there was <laughs> some cost effectiveness there, oh, right? yeah. because there was so little access to that kind of stuff. You know, we're talking like pre-internet, because it was really, we were 14 or 15 when yeah. internet sort of hit mainstream. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think that like, again, it's the same thing, like, it's, it's funny how like more mainstream it's become, like, cartoons aren't just cartoons, they're, like, full-on anime now, and all the, the Pixar movies that are more, not necessarily geared for adults, but a lot more adult-friendly, so if you're bringing your kid to it, there's a lot of adult in-jokes that kids wouldn't get, but that adults get, so it's nice to see they're kind of doing that for people and making it more adult, but still kid at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, it's amazing to me, looking back on some stuff, you know, how much more you catch as an adult and how it becomes yeah. a completely different movie. Yeah, I mean Shrek was like that for me. The first time I kind of watched it, I was hungover, <laughs> so I didn't catch everything. <laughs> then you watch it again, it's like holy shit, man! Yeah. This is hilarious. Or like the SpongeBob movie. Oh yeah, the first one. <laughs> like how adult it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, or like Family Guy. <laughs> Total adult cartoon. Well, it's so funny because I mean it, it came out and it tanked, and mm-hmm. then we didn't hear it was two or three years before it yeah. came back, and then it was really funny when it came back. So. You know, it's nice to see uh, that sort of thing happen, especially such sort of gutter raunchy. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> like, sometimes it's just so shocking. Yes. <laughs> what they come up with. It's like South Park. <laughs> yes. I don't <laughs> think there's, like, any boundary that South Park hasn't crossed. <laughs> I don't think so either. And it's even funny to me, like, one day I went home, I think it was back in college, which was about 10 years ago. Pardon me. Drinking fizzy water. Anyway, um, and my dad was sitting around watching South Park, and <laughs> For whatever reason, that moment in my life, it was completely shocking to me that some some part of, you know, my dad's attention made it to South Park, and to me that was, mm-hmm. like, such a big part of, you know, my sub, you know, my culture with my yeah. friends and stuff back then, and the sort of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the sayings, you know, the yeah. repetitive sort of quotes and stuff from the show that me and my coworkers and stuff were going over and over and over, and then I go home, my dad's watching it, and, yeah. and it's almost like, you know... I felt like a little bit of an intrusion almost, because it's like, oh, how come you're this cool? Yeah. But again, it appeals to everyone, right? And for different reasons, I'm sure. Uh, Hot versus cold. Would you rather be hot or cold? Which is funny, because I think we're both on different sides of this coin. I'd rather be cold. Yeah, see, I'd rather be hot. (laughs) Because I am always cold. And I'm always hot. (laughs) I'm a lizard. I'm cold-blooded. I need, like, a stunning lamp or a stunning rock to lay on. <laughs> I swear I was born with menopause. Even my mom said, as a child, she wouldn't, if it was the dead of winter, I couldn't sleep unless the window was open. <laughs> yeah, can't can't do it. Got central air put in. Don't have a dishwasher, but I definitely have central <laughs> air, because that's where my priorities are. 
there's me and I crank the heat up to like 22 all year long. <laughs> so you're probably cold in here right now. Yeah, not bad. I got used to it. <laughs> like wearing shorts and a tank top and sandals. Never like a sweater and a shirt and a tank top on. <laughs> and I was actually still cold at work today because it's ridiculous cold in there. I think my temperature is only set to like 18 degrees Celsius. That's what it is like most of the day at home, but I always bump it up to 22 and Shane's not looking. Oh my god, that's so hot. <laughs> Even when my mom's at 20 and I'm just boiling. <laughs> <coughs> I'm whipping through these pretty fast. <laughs> Star Wars versus Star Trek. I oh, pick Star Wars every this time. This is a tough one. <laughs> See, I started watching Star Wars when I was a kid with my dad, so that is always going to be like the Holy Trilogy is always going to be where my nostalgia is and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But I think that <laughs> I also remember going to your house and watching. Original Star Trek. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, they're my favorite tapes growing up. Yeah. Because we had tapes back then, because that's uh, how old we are. We're aging ourselves here today. Back in the podcast. Stone Age. <laughs> back in the tape age. Yeah. VHS. Um, but in high school, when there was nothing on at lunchtime, I'd watch like the original series Star Trek reruns. And I totally thought William Shatner was hot back then. He, he didn't age well. He's not like Richard Gere. Richard Gere's like timeless. But yeah. You know, Billy Shat, holy fuck, he's not age well. I'm sorry, <laughs> no. he stopped being hot, like, post-1980. Yeah. When he started getting all puffy. TJ Hooker. <laughs> way back in the day, mm-hmm. he was a fucking sexy man. So, based on that alone, <laughs> the sexual factor, mm-hmm. I would pick Star Trek. But I didn't, I mean, and I watched a lot of, like, Next Gen, but sort of the other permutations mm-hmm. weren't really my cup of tea. Yeah, see, I, for me, it's always Star Wars, and I was always, like, I think the only time I ever watched Star Trek was when I was at your house, and we <laughs> watched the old ones, I never, never really watched it, and then even, like, the other movies, I kind of just knew about them, because I just know a lot of pop culture stuff that I have no idea how it got into my brain, if I've never seen the show, um, but even, like, the new ones, like, the new ones weren't too bad, but still, like, I would always pick the original Star Wars over, and it's, it's funny, you can't get like the copies of the original ones anymore like I think we still have them on VHS but because George Lucas decided to be an ass and put all that horrible shit in so you can't even get the original the original, original ones the original music's gone it was yeah. so much of it for me so now when I watch it it's like it's like I feel like somebody took something away yeah. from me you know um but well, then, then when you're talking about like sort of you know the new Star Wars versus the new Star Trek I definitely pick the new Star Trek cause yeah I, I think the storylines are better I think they're taking it in a new direction, and as mentioned beforehand, I think they're bringing it to a whole new culture of people, yeah. kind of thing. Or well, the new Star Wars, I mean, like, the last three, the first three, whatever you want to call them, I don't even acknowledge them. <laughs> when I started we bought the Blu-rays, I would not buy the first three. <laughs> I just bought the original trilogy, because I refused to have them in my house. <laughs> <It's> like, in... <laughs> even though I don't agree with the... You know, like the the discussion that Randall's having with the nerds in yeah. the Clerks too, when he the nerd boy is like, oh, you know, ruining trilogy or ruining Saga oh, with yeah. shitty acting. Yeah, and I it mean should. it's hard to argue that because I yeah. really don't think that dude was a good actor. But if we're talking like original, you know, mm-hmm. I mean ultimately Star Wars is going to be my favorite yeah. no matter what because I grew up with it. Like I said, it's most of my nostalgia. And the only reason I'd ever pick Star Trek is because I think what's it sexy is sexy. <laughs> Back then, not now. Yeah. Um, See, at least that's the difference too. Like the new Star Trek was actually good, whereas the new Star Wars were horrible 
They mm. should have just made new ones. And there is the new one coming out. People have hope for it. I really don't. I think the people that are, have hope for the new Star Wars are the ones that didn't get burned by Phantom Menace. Because that was kind of just, like, horrible and went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And I will probably wait till the new one is downloadable before I watch it. Because I don't want to go to the theater and have my heart broken by horrible Star Wars movies. But it does look pretty decent. Um, and they do have a lot of the original cast in it, but, I mean... Oh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Do we really need, like, 60-year-old, you know, Luke and Leia and Han? Like, I don't think so. Not, no. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. Because, um, yeah. I mean, I can't say enough good things about the new Star Trek movies. But again, I mean... Okay, well, here's one for you. Han Solo versus Captain Kirk. Han Solo all the way. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it depends on depends on what we're talking. If we're talking about sexual factor, it's still James T for me. But if we're talking about fucking cool factor, then it's on all the way. <laughs> Overall, Han Solo. Overall, because he's got a cooler ship <laughs> and a cooler best friend. Do you think the Millennium Falcon's better than the Enterprise? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> we were watching Plus the Wookie on it. There's no Wookies in Star Trek. We started watching the original Star Trek again, and the first like pilot episode that doesn't have Kirk in it. But there's this dude just standing by the door on the deck, and he just stood there the whole time. I'm like, is that his job? Like, he just stands by the door. He did nothing else the whole episode. He just stood at the door. I'm like, can you imagine, like, being that guy? I'm like, I'm in the Star Trek episode. I'm the dude by the door. I'm the dude by the door, just stand there. For the whole episode, he just stood by the door. Whatever, I'm sure he didn't care. He got a paycheck out of it. But his character didn't even have, like, a role. I'm like, it's just kind of weird that you'd write that in the script. Like, okay, we need a dude to stand by the door. Does nothing in the background. Just stands there. Like, usually they're, like, pushing buttons or turning knobs or walking in and off. He I just love their, there. like, big clicky light-up knob buttons <laughs> yeah. and shit. I love that shit. It just always reminds me of Austin Powers where, I think it's the second one or the third one, where he's on, like, the moon base. And Dr. Evil's talking to him, he's like, hey, you in the background, you just walk past with the big metal thing, and then you say soda water rhubarb and walk off screen. He's like, you don't actually be doing anything, just push buttons arbitrarily. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start pushing buttons on the thing. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, that's what it and is. And they're making, like, little beeping sounds yeah. and shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there, there, I think there's merit to both and all. Um, but I would say for the original Star Wars, for the new school Star Trek. That's yeah. where I stand. I'd say that, too. I think it's funny how there's, like, a big war, though, with, like, fans, where it's, like, you know, Star Wars fans versus Trekkies and how it is just a big deal and they get like so worked up about I it so fucking worked up about it it's like you know what at least there are people out there who also adore science fiction because at one time yeah. it wasn't illegal yeah <laughs> so like just be happy man <laughs> and who cares everybody's costumes are just as cool although i will have to say some of the funniest humor i ever saw was um <laughs> um the hell is his name the insult comic dog Oh, uh, Triumph. Triumph. Oh, when he was the, outside of... Yeah. The lineup for the new one, for the Phantom Menace. Like, walking out to people like, what are you supposed to be, a big nerd? <laughs> yeah. He walks up to Darth Vader. Are those buttons so you can call your mom? Yeah, to come pick you up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, the ceremonial tapping of the plastic swords. Yeah. <laughs> During the nerd wedding, it was so funny. It was so good. I almost cried. <laughs> Uh, all right. Plus, also, as reference to another podcast that we recorded, Benedict Cumberbatch is the new con, Union Singh, <laughs> in the new Star Trek, so that's hot. Pointy. 
Yeah, but he beefed out, too, and his face got a little beefier. <laughs> I don't know. He, just, he, he was kind of sexy. five pounds. <laughs> I think he had, like, four inches across his chest or he something. Ate a pizza. <laughs> he ate a pizza. <laughs> a single pizza. <laughs> and then I was watching a, a, an interview after that. <laughs> he was talking. I can't remember how he referred to himself. Something like, I look like a chunk of monk. <laughs> and then they were making fun of how he was talking. It was so funny. <laughs> It's like, oh, you gained five pounds of muscle. You're not chunky by any stretch. Yeah. Like, dude. I can still see your ribs, buddy. <laughs> your feet are as long as you are tall. Yeah. Which does tell me something else. <laughs> Maybe. All right. We got cats versus dogs. I'm a crazy cat lady all the way. See, I'm both. Like, I picked both because I, well, I had dogs growing up. And then we got cats, and then now we have another dog, and and I like them both for different reasons. I mean, cats are more solitary, but it's kind of nice that they can kind of just take care of themselves. You don't really have to, you know, when they want attention, they'll come to you kind of thing, whereas dogs tend to be a lot more needy, but I also find that it's more, you can take them with you on the car trip. I mean, you're not going to be throwing your cat in your car kind of driving around. (laughs) That's just it. Like, that's the difference in them. I mean, I see... The good and the bad in both. I mean, litter boxes suck, but it also sucks picking up poop outside. So, I mean... Yeah, I'd rather scoop out of a single box than have to... Hunt the yard. <laughs> hunt in the yard for soggy poop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had dogs growing up. I loved, I've loved. i loved all my dogs. You know, Penny, Kayla, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm a new cat person in the last three years, and <laughs> I'm, like, totally obsessed with them. They're so funny. Their personalities are huge. I'm not saying the dogs aren't, but... Mm-hmm. but Cats are just funny in a cat way, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're just funny that way. Um, in terms of upkeep, though, I'll take a cat over a dog any day for, you know, a single person. Yeah. Absolutely. Dogs are a lot of work. Yeah, holy fuck, are they a lot of work. And my dog's very needy and emotional. <laughs> so is my cat. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't left her side since we started potting an hour and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> my cats were, like, well, one's kind of needy. She just screams at you. My other one, he was never... He'd only want attention if he came to you. You couldn't pick him up, but he'd, like, come and crawl up on you. Um, and then my cat, growing up, too, he was kind of the same, where it was, like, you couldn't really... You could kind of pick him up and carry him around, but he'd get all pissed off. And then, like, you sat down, and he'd come running back up to you. So, like, it's more on their terms, I think. Gertie is the neediest little animal I've <laughs> ever met in my entire life. She's on me, near me, or yelling at me 100% of the time that I'm home. <laughs> The only time she isn't is when her because <laughs> I live in a in a really really old house, so um, there's all those crunchy gross beetles in the basement. So her her new hobby is hunting beetles. <laughs> so if I don't see her and I get all panicked because you know she's a bit of a door dasher sometimes. Um, I like you know, always first thing I go to is you must be in the basement hunting beetles and sure enough, she's like stalking crunchy beetles or stalking spiders in the basement. And then one day last week I think it was I came upstairs. Or I came out of the bathroom, sorry, and she had just come up the stairs, and she had a freaking centipede in her mouth, and no. just died. I was just like, get out of the house! She's looking at me like, what? Did she at least eat it? No. No, she, she let it go. Them. She just tortured them. She tortured <laughs> a spider, like, underneath the dining table, like, three days ago. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, cats are like that. They're the only animals that'll kill for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's, that's my girl. They're vicious. And then she's all, where's my highly processed food? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so then, something that we're both familiar with, tats versus piercings. <sighs> See, I think that 
I have tattoos and I have piercings and most of my piercings I've ended up taking out <laughs> because of my ADD. I just end up getting bored like with my nose ring. I, when I got my nose pierced, I had a dream where I had my nose pierced. I'm like, I didn't get my nose pierced. And then with me, I like get an idea and I have to do it right now or then I'll forget about it. So I like obsessed about it, went and got it done. And then it was, I had it for maybe about four years, three years. I don't know how long. And then one day I was just sit on the couch. I'm like, I just want this out of my nose now. And like just took it out. Yeah. yeah, and then I had to get my husband to help me, like, disconnect it, and <laughs> he's, like, getting the pliers and chains, like, just yanking on it. I'm like, get it out. I need it out now. He's like, why? I'm like, I just want it out. Took it out, put it in the drawer, never went back. Half of my earrings, like, most of them I've taken out. I have a couple still in there, but most of them I've taken out. Tats, I don't think I'd... See, I'm not, like, I don't want to get rid of my tats. I still like them. They're not something that I've gotten bored of, but I find with piercings... I get bored of them more easily than the tattoos, and I don't know if it's just because they're easier to get rid of. Like, I've never looked at any of my tattoos and been like, I regret this, I want to get it covered, or I want to get it taken off. With piercings, I just find, you know, I get bored and take them out. Hmm. Well, I've had my nose pierced forever because I've always wanted it. I was 18 or 19 when I finally got it pierced. Because I got it done when I was, remember, I was like 13. I was yeah. my parents freak. With the gun. <laughs> so what I never understood about my parents is, they think piercings are like mutilating your body, yeah. but they're fine with permanent ink. Like I yeah. got my first tattoo, and then subsequent how many tattoos. Yeah. They're always like, that's super cool, and that's rad, and like, whatever. But if I got my, eye, like when I brought yeah. home uh, an eyebrow piercing from college, they were like, that looks fucking ugly. Like, take that thing out of your face, you look gross. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because it's like it's easier to get rid of a piercing than a tattoo. Exactly. And then my dad was like, well, the only thing is, you know, I'd, I'd have a problem if you tattooed your face. Like, why would I ever tattoo my face? I'm not a tattoo artist. Yeah. Like, hello. I want to get a job. <laughs> Keep a job. Exactly. Weirdo. So I've, I've had my nipples pierced. They migrated, though, so I had to take them out, but I love them. Um, I've had my eyebrow pierced twice. My nose pierced. Um... I think I'm still I'm still a, a tattoo school kind of a person. So I get to wear my own artwork and I get to wear my favorite uh, Jim Henson yeah. character, <laughs> the worm from Labyrinth, um, and my tribute to my job, knife and steel, which I always get asked if it's a screwdriver. <laughs> why would you have a knife and a screwdriver? I know I've asked that. Like, well, I don't know where do you have it? It's a fucking screwdriver. Yes, it's like. a screwdriver. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, I mean. The only one I, it's not that I regret it, I got an old school tramp stamp, and I loved it, but since I've gotten fat and lost weight and gotten <laughs> fat and lost weight and gotten fat, now it's like off center, so it's a very symmetrical tattoo that's an inch off the center of my back now, yeah. and when I got it done, you can see it, it is centered my back, yeah. so that's how the picture is, it's just like, I mean, he put that thing down and pulled it off and mm -hmm. put it down and put it off, and like, you know, <laughs> long, yeah. long view and short view, and he finally got it perfect, and it looked awesome, and yeah, with weight loss and gain and stuff, now yeah. it's like way off center, so it's not that I regret the tattoo itself, it's yeah. that, you know, now I can't show it off to anybody because it's embarrassing, because <laughs> I want a symmetrical tattoo to sit symmetrically yeah. on my body, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And then um, I wanted to get my, my very first tattoo outlined again by the Cincy artist. <laughs> it's a tattoo of a essentially a dead fairy yeah. um and the artist is actually my tattoo artist but now of course mikey doesn't want to he doesn't want to re-outline it because he thinks it's ugly mm. so he said he'd redo the entire thing as a larger back piece, but he'll never re-outline it I'm like, are you serious wow. like, damn. 
Damn, so I'm kind of <laughs> stuck with it for now. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think that, me, Percy, I prefer tattoos over piercings because the fact that, not necessarily, like, the pain, but the feeling of it's longer. Whereas a piercing, you get it done, that's it. And it's like, okay, it's done, and it's over. Whereas, like, the tattoo is, like, a whole experience, right? Because, you know, you get... You find the art, and you find the artist to do it, and they draw draw it up for you, and you know the placement of it, and then you kind of sit there and get it done, and it takes more than five minutes, and it's a whole process, and it is kind of a whole intimate, experience. It is an intimate experience in a non-sexual way, yeah. of course, but no, I mean it is sexual for some people. It's not for me, however. Um, but it is a really intimate experience, and so I think that's why Mike and I have kept such a close yeah. relationship over the last eleven years that I've been getting tattoos from him because. At this point, it's not like I'm just a fan of his work, you know? I... Well, you build up that trust, right? Because it is something that's permanent. Whereas a piercing, they put it in, they screw it up, big deal, you can take it out, it'll grow back. Like, yeah. it'll go, you know, close up. You get your ear pierced, and if it, like, I had my, when I had my industrial piercing, and it was off and didn't heal properly and everything, I took it out, you know, that's fine. Tattoo, they screw it up, that's permanent. You're only getting it covered. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no fixing it or redoing it and it's kind of like you're putting that trust in them yep. that they are capable of doing this on you and it's going to look out, look like what you wanted it. Well that's it, I like I like Mike because he's like institutionally clean, mm-hmm. you know he keeps up with his licensing and all of his health inspections and all yep. that kind of stuff but he as an artist has come so far in the last mm-hmm. 11 years that I find myself getting really excited and I don't want to just do simple tattoos anymore because now his ability is so yeah. much bigger. Um and so, the, the, you know, as a visual artist myself, I think that's always going to be an element, right? Mm-hmm. The ability to wear somebody else's artwork or my own artwork produced by somebody else kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's all about that. <laughs> pirates versus ninjas. I pick pirates all the time. We did this one on your on the last one we talked about, I thought. I don't know. I always pick ninjas. I pick pirates because I am a pirate and I steal everything from the internet. I haven't paid for music or a movie or a TV show in 10 years, minimum, So or software. I don't pay for software either. <laughs> in this particular case, I'm always going to reference Big Money Hustlers. <laughs> magic, magic, ninja, what? Magic, magic, ninja, what? So, yeah. <laughs> that was an easy one. They're fucking rad. <laughs> elevators versus escalators. What I have to say about this is, if an elevator breaks down, you're stuck. That's it, you're done. If an escalator breaks down, it's just stairs. But so I you I essentially still get up them. <laughs> Different reasons, yeah. I mean, if I was, you know, with my husband, who was also an exhibitionist, I might want to do it in an elevator versus an escalator. <laughs> Doing it on an escalator would be a little bit awkward. And probably uncomfortable. Awkward, painful, you get stuck, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. However, you do make a good point. One gets yeah. stuck, you can get down. The other one, you can't because you're stuck in a bog. I remember at uh, Eaton's when they used to have the three floors, and I'd go there with my grandma, and I'd like run around the escalator up to the third floor and then back down and just like circle the escalators. <laughs> Me too was like the funniest shit ever. But it's weird because in Vegas, they have all these outdoor escalators um, that you take up, and then there's a walkway to cross the strip, and they take it back down. And outdoor escalators are really sketchy because they're, like, old and rickety and make these horrible noises. And I'm like, I would rather take the stairs than that escalator because it's terrifying. It's, like, weird old giant metal escalator outside that looks like it's about 50 years old. I still get I still get nervous when I'm, like, um, <laughs> I think the only escalator left in Thunder Bay in the entire city is in Sears. Probably, yeah. Um, 
but I always get nervous when I'm like, it's coming towards the top, yeah. or it's getting towards the bottom, I'm like, you know, I'll have to get ready, and you know, I move my feet around and just make sure that I can launch, so yeah. that if I get stuck, I'm like, in a perfect position. Going down, I'm like, the same way, where it's like, wait to kind of like, wait for the, the step that I want, so like, it may take a bit longer, because I don't trust the step that's coming out. <laughs> exactly. You gotta wait, yeah, I've, I've waited sometimes four yeah. or five steps. Oh, that's not good, not good, not good, okay, that one's good. This one's <laughs> got good energy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This one's not going to kill me. I, I can trust, just tell. I don't trust the other ones. <laughs> They're not speaking my name today. No. <laughs> uh, cake versus pie. Depends. See, I'm not a big fan of pie. The only pie I really like is pumpkin pie. I don't really like other pies. I like pie crust, but I don't like the fillings. You're such a <laughs> so I'll just, you know, like apple pie or someone bring over apple pie I'll just eat the crust and not the pie filling because I don't like it <laughs> that's funny oh uh, yeah I like both depends though I mean if we're talking anything made by my mother then there is no one better than the other because <laughs> she makes amazing like chocolate chip date cake and amazing mm-hmm. carrot cake with pineapple and then she makes amazing wild blueberry pie with blueberries mm-hmm. in this region and uh, she took a whole bunch of um, crab apples out of my yard oh, yeah. and made amazing apple pie with her, so that's tough, but I don't know. I mean, if we were, if we were sitting at a restaurant, I'd be far more inclined to order cake than pie, because yeah. so many people fucking suck ass at pastry. <laughs> yeah. They don't have the magic touch. You don't, if you don't get it, fuck off. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and then, I don't know. I'll always take cheesecake over anything. Oh, yeah. Especially I love that, cheesecake. There's a local coffee house that uh, has, like, one-inch thick. Seattle always mm-hmm. has the one-inch thick yeah. crust. And for me, yeah, the crust-to-filling ratio on cheesecake has to be close to half and half. Yeah. It's so fucking good. So I recently, a couple years ago, discovered red velvet cake, and that's my favorite now. <laughs> I'll eat red velvet cake anything. That's so funny that that's making a comeback, too. Like, that was a big thing in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the first time I ever had it was at my stepmother's grandmother's place and it was amazing like mm-hmm. unbelievable I'd never had anything like it and now all of a sudden yep. you know 25 years later it is the biggest fad in yep. food everything's red velvet everything yeah it's awesome works for me <laughs> yeah actually what uh <coughs> I think the best red velvet cake I've actually had in town is out of a box Metro's like, is really good cake mix. Oh, I haven't tried theirs. They're really good. They have uh, cupcakes, and then they have, like, actual cake slices in their cake shelf. <laughs> the cake display case. Well, and I got, uh, you know, those, you know, ridiculous icing cupcakes yeah. from, like, Walmart. They're not bad. I mean, as far as giant icing goes and yeah. <laughs> store-bought cake, I mean, it's pretty good. But, yeah, out of a box is still one of the best yeah. that I've had because it's, I don't know. <laughs> engineered <laughs> it's engineered to be good <laughs> well and speaking of cakes <laughs> pancakes versus waffles oh my god i totally was desperate for pancakes and had no <laughs> ingredient so i made pancakes out of cake picks a couple days ago <laughs> see i almost always keep a box of like just add water pancake mix because i don't always have eggs but i have water <laughs> <laughs> you'd think it was a human right but apparently some people in the u.s and canada don't yeah um, that is a tough one, because, yeah, I mean, if we're talking, like, thin pancakes, which most of the listenership would probably have no idea yeah. about. Yeah, they're, like, really thin, kind of like crepes. Kind of like crepes, but not Yeah. Crepes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a, there's a huge Finnish population in Thunder Bay, and 
This is, I guess, one of their traditional homemade mm-hmm. foods. It's fucking delicious. Um, I do like puffy pancakes, but and that's a craving thing, really. Yeah. I love, I love a fresh made waffle, waffle with like cream cheese and jam and whipped cream. Like that sounds like delicious yeah. to me. But then pancakes and bacon and eggs for yeah. a weeknight supper is also one of my favorites. So for me, it's a toss up. Yeah, see, sometimes I'm the same way. Like, I prefer usually pancakes over waffles, but sometimes I'll get that craving for that crispy on the outside, soft on the inside waffle that, you know. What do you like for toppings? Usually just butter. Like, I'm basic. On waffle, I will just take butter. Pancakes, I mean, I'll just put a little bit of butter and maple syrup on, but waffles, just plain butter. Wow, you're diehard. Yeah. <laughs> Although I remember when we used to go to, uh... So I'm a carb Perkins. addict, so if somebody just handed me a waffle with butter, I'd probably eat it. Yeah, it's, I prefer carbs over everything, too. But when we used to go to Perkins, and they had their chocolate chip pancakes, and, like, I remember putting syrup on the chocolate chip pancakes, and now I think that would probably kill me and give me diabetes. <laughs> Can I have the plate of diabetes, please? Yeah. Mm, diabetes. <laughs> You're delicious. <laughs> the last one out of my list is time travel versus disasters in terms of movies and I think it's just kind of like it seems to me with movies they go through cycles of fads like you'll get um Armageddon and Deep Impact out at the same time or there'll be a couple Mm -hmm. like other time travel ones or you get all the disaster movies and they're in like little clusters um I think that as far as you know movies go believability I'd say disasters over time travel because time travel I love time travel and I love sci-fi but it gets to a point where you kind of have to take your brain out of the equation and not think about it because then you're like getting to the whole paradoxes and what happens at this and And that doesn't make any sense no and you're like well if you go back in time and see yourself and then you know you cure yourself do you still exist in the future if you change this and you know butterfly effects and all that crap where you kind of just have to be like i'm not gonna think i'm just gonna enjoy it for being a movie whereas like disaster movies you don't have to think because it's just a disaster And a lot of of times people don't really know how things are going to, you know, affect, like, um, 2012 or, you know. (gasps) John Wilson. Oh my god, he's so hot. You know, where there's, like, all the stuff blowing up and the earthquakes and, you know, the earth spinning and everything getting flooded and stuff. They're just kind of guessing, but I find it more believable where you don't have to try and think and you're not thinking okay well what happens if this and this actually happens whereas time travel mm. you either end up overthinking it or you have to like consciously take your brain out of watching it to enjoy it which makes sense absolutely uh, speaking of Armageddon I um I mean that's this probably my all-time favorite disaster movie because it's both unbelievable and believable because mm-hmm. really what would happen if you set a bunch of dudes down on an asteroid yeah. they have no idea what the landscape looks like, no idea what they're getting themselves into. And although it's so unbelievable, mm-hmm. it's so sci-fi, but then they actually encounter a lot of real problems. Yeah. Road-breaking. space you craziness. Know. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah, like, people go fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, the negative gravity and mm-hmm. carrying their equipment and, like, all kinds of things that, you know, you sort of, you know... When you walk into a movie, you think, dude, dude, you yeah. watch this disaster movie, and they're the heroes, and things are going to go awesome, and then it doesn't, so yeah. you sort of think, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I liked it, because there's kind of a grim aspect to it, and I just think that's why uh, makes it more believable <laughs> in kind of a sad way. That's why Empire is the best of the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Jedi. I like Empire the best. 
Jedi, then yeah, I'm Jedi Spider. <laughs> Mostly because yeah, I mean I I think I actually right around that time saw the Ewok movies as well. Oh yeah, my dad was such a huge fan that I saw. Not all many the, people like, know that exists too. Like it's weird that not many people know that. So they don't know two Ewok movies. Yeah, so there's Ewok and a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was a diehard when I was a kid. Like, I mean, it's funny how many people, like, sort of take it on as this is my thing now. But, <laughs> I mean, I've been a diehard fan since I was a child because I grew up with it. My well, parents loved it, right? I remember that my cousin had a friggin' Ewok, and I was always super jealous of it. And I was at it. And I was like, how come he gets to have an Ewok, and I don't get to have an Ewok? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, time travel disasters. I like them both. I mean... Decent as far as action. I'm not a huge action movie fan. I kind of have to be in the mood for an action movie. Yeah, likewise. I mean, there are, there are some really fucking awesome action movies out there, but yeah, I've got to be totally in the mood for it. The only movie, doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in, is always horror. Like, yeah. that's always my go to for sure. Doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in, but yeah, action is. Uh... Like all the horrible Fast Furious. <laughs> horrible, horrible movies. I love them. I don't understand why there's seven of them. <laughs> Why do you keep Just making them? Because they're, they're about dudes who drive fast cars and, stop making and fuck them. beautiful women. That's really what it's And like. they need to stop making remakes, and they need to stop making sequels 20 years after the movie. Oh, no. Kevin Smith. Stop making them. <laughs> what do you think about this Ghostbusters movie is going to be like? Stop making them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll probably be decent because... They've got a loaded Like, cast. there's funny people in it, and I like that it's chicks and stuff, but, I mean, you could have made something else with them and didn't call it Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know? I'm really sad they're remaking It, actually. That's, King's it. that's the thing, too. Like, hey, It, like, the whole point of it was because there was no CGI or, like, real special effects. It was makeup and, like, back Costumes when you had to have, like, and... old school special effects and work it out on the set. With physical stuff, and you couldn't just throw like CGI onto it, green screens, yeah. and all that shit. And that's what was scary because it was Tim Curry. I know himself. Tim Curry is like the fucking best movie villain I think of yeah, all time. Yeah, like it was him in a clown suit with pointy teeth, and it was freaky as fuck. Yeah, possible. and like it was the only horror movie I've ever seen in my life to actually give me nightmares when I was a kid. The so, only one. And the funny thing is, you know, to watch that, you know, twenty five years later, mm-hmm. and even though it was made for TV. The single only thing that freaks me out about that movie is Tim Curry's yep. Pennywise. Oh, yeah. You know, the rest of the movie's lame, and the storyline's crap, and they yeah. didn't really do a good rewrite on it, and the script was and terrible. It's so long. <laughs> and it's long, mm-hmm. and, I mean, I'd say, you know, the portions where their kids are far, like, the costumes are better, and yeah. the script is better, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And so now when they're, like, adults, and, you know, yeah, I just thought it was kind of terrible, but the, mm-hmm. the one sort of you know, standalone, truly frightening thing about that movie to date yeah. is Tim Curry as Pennywise. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, that was like the only one that would give me nightmares as a kid. And even still watching it now, it still gives, gives me that creepy vibe. Whereas, like, the remake it is just going to be all CGI. It's going to be a lot of more makeup than it needs to be. Like, I think that was, like, what was great about 80 horror movies was is it was makeup and imagination. Mm-hmm. You had to use your imagination in it. And my favorite movie... At least for atmospheric and like staging and costume, all that kind of stuff is still Pumpkinhead. Oh yeah, I think they created so much creep factor with shadows and mm-hmm. and just the atmosphere that they created around it. Um, and the costume was fucking awesome; it looked really yeah. real. So then they did 
the sequel, yeah. you know, in the late 90s, I think it was yeah. early 2000s, it just looked foamy and it was floppy. And, yeah. and same thing with, like, Alien versus Predator. There's yeah. points in the movie where the Predator suit has become so big and foamy and stupid looking that feet look floppy yeah. when they're running because they're not actually hitting the ground anymore. Yeah. That was the best thing, I like, about 80s horror movies. It was all about the atmosphere and, like, using your imagination because you didn't have the all the CGI and green screen and everything, so you had to rely on makeups and prop and... Hellraiser? Yeah, like... That's one of the clearest examples of how how creepy something mm-hmm. can actually be Yeah, when you're creating... You know, when you have to use, like, movie set blood yeah. and oh, hooks yeah. and makeup and, <laughs> you know... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the makeup creation for Pinhead alone, I think, oh, is something like... Oh, God. I watched somebody do it on YouTube one time, and the time lapse was something like six hours, I think it took, to get that exact yeah. effect. Crazy. Yeah, I imagine, like, minimum, too. Yeah, and to do that every time they were filming. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely prefer the 80s. The best thing I find about 80s movies is they always had a big song and a montage. Yes. Always, every 80s movie had a big song. Even if it wasn't, like, a single released afterwards, there was, like, a part in it where it was, like... The song of that movie, and we recently just watched *Revenge of the Nerds*. Same thing. Oh, I love there's, *Revenge of the Nerds*. <laughs> there's like the montage, <coughs> and they're putting together the house and cleaning it up. There's the montage. There's the song. Every '80s movie has a montage and a song, and that was like the best part because movies today don't have that. They don't have the song, you know. A lot or of the montage. like rom-coms do. Yeah. The montage and the song and the feelings and stuff, but yeah. That like, was like the best part about movies in the '80s. Even freaking like. Go at Flashdance, Footloose, you know, all of them, they have their song. You know what's funny about watching Flashdance now? That girl is such a fucking bitch. Yeah. I don't know how that guy put up with her. It's yeah. like, I'm sorry, but her crotch cannot be that tight, because she is a fucking, fucking bitch. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I would never put up with such a prissy, fussy, fucking high-maintenance, bullshit asshole girlfriend. Never. Yeah. I'm sorry. It just wouldn't. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. So then you watch as a kid, and you're like, oh, awesome. she's pretty, and she dances, and la la la. Yeah. But then you watch it now, and you're like, holy crap, man. I would never put up with somebody like that. Like, yeah. why, why bother? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's I have on my list. So that's it for another pod with Catherine. Thanks for being on. We'll get you on more. Word. And have more <laughs> guests. Um, usual, follow me on Twitter, Cyanide with two N. Extra N is for extra awesome. <laughs> my little tagline the extra ends for extra awesome <laughs> uh, and metalgeekloss.com and Catherine again where they can find you where where they can find you where they can find you how much for this many <laughs> <laughs> where are you going for Thunder Bay um, or by catfree.com uh, or by catfree on Facebook and at catfree on Twitter and thanks for listening and I'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>